Week one NFL season in the books. Wow, it was great to be back on the uh, NFL stage of things. College football's been back for a couple weeks. No, we've been getting into it, uh, chalking it up, making some picks. Um, back porch, Scott, going solo for the NFL week one recap with a little week two preview duo show by myself. Let's see if we can do this. Guys, starting off Thursday night, I know the preview was up a little late. Uh, sorry, there wasn't much to talk about. Uh, didn't have anything to talk about really besides the beginning uh, preview of the game. No Travis Kelsey. Uh, the Chiefs offense looked lost out there. The receivers, uh, they're going to have to get some help uh, eventually. But Chiefs mojo and another team, the Bengals, uh, their mojo is always starting slow and then uh, turning it on as the season continues. Looks like Travis Kelsey as a bone bruise will be back this week, more than likely to take on the Jags. Um, but I'll tell you what, the one thing that I took away from that game on Thursday night is that the Lions defense is pretty real. Uh, I think last year their offense uh, was scoring so fast and they just really didn't have a lot of guys on defense um, to, to make big plays. But I tell you what, Aiden Hutchinson looked really, really good. He affected pretty much every play. It seemed like he was in the backfield. Uh, in Mahomes' face, whether he was hitting him, rushing him, making him throw away, making him get out of the pocket. Uh, Patty did not look comfortable in the pocket, and he really didn't look comfortable throwing to any receiver uh, downfield uh, during that game. So uh, shout-out to the Lions. Great win. Did not let the Chiefs score a touchdown in the second half. Two field goals only. So uh, Lions fans, stoked for you. Happy for that win uh, for you. And then we had a we had a pretty good one o'clock slate on Sunday. Uh, unfortunately, uh, my opinion's a little bit skewed because I was in attendance of the Browns Bengals game, and that's where I'll start. Uh, the weather was indeed a factor for that game, but from the first snap, uh, Joe, Joe Burrow did not look comfortable. Uh, he was on the sidelines rubbing his calf every single time that they went off. Uh, he wasn't ready to play. Uh, it shouldn't have been a surprise to anyone. Last year, four interceptions when he didn't play at all in the preseason. Uh, it's a work in progress, but, man, that Browns defense, it was swarming. Uh, Miles Garrett getting in there. Jim Schwartz just cooking. Uh, I think he blitzed on 83% of plays in the first half. Um, just shut out the Bengals in the first half, 10 nothing at halftime, and then uh, turned it on late. Burrow came out of the game with, like, five, six minutes left uh, because the Bengals were just done with the weather and they, they just clearly didn't have a chance to win the game. So no sense of keeping everyone in there to get hurt. Uh, but that was awesome. Electric crowd in Cleveland, uh, weather was really shitty, but it was a fun time. Glad I was there to see the home opener win. And that victory cigar tasted so, so good. Um, so looking forward to doing that again, uh, big games coming up for both of them this week. Uh, but we'll get into the preview a little bit later. Falcons, Panthers, uh, not going to spend a lot of time on there. Bijan Robinson looks good. Uh, Falcons did what pretty much we all expected them to do and just run, run, run. Uh, looks like it's going to be a long year for uh, Frank Wright and the Panthers, but that was to be expected. So uh, if they can win three to four games, I think it will be encouraging, but don't have really high expectations for that Panthers team. It looked it looked pretty brutal there. Uh, just looking at highlights and everything, uh, 
long ways to go, but hopefully Brayshaw can figure it out for them their part. Uh, we'll move on to Indianapolis, Jacksonville, Indy. Uh, Trevor Lawrence uh, with Calvin Ridley, his new toy. Uh, I don't know if uh, Christian Kirk got many targets, if he even got a target uh, in this game, but I saw and I heard that Calvin Ridley was just on a different planet uh, over there. Yeah, Christian Kirk, one catch for nine yards. That's crazy. They're paying him so much money. I wonder if he will be incorporated in the offense more, but it just seemed like Calvin Ridley was just open every single time that Trevor Lawrence needed him to. ETN, 18 carries, 77 yards and a touchdown. Tank Bigby got some work, so uh, Jags looking very, very good. Uh, I thought Anthony Richardson played pretty well for, uh, for a rookie debut. It was nice that he was at home. He probably felt a little comfortable. Uh, shaky first quarter, but uh, he kind of turned it on. Um, I know he got banged up a little bit, but it seems like he'll be fine. Just a little bruise. Um, so good, good for the Colts. Uh, I would say that that is a it, it's a win. Uh, it's a win in in, in the loss because um, Anthony Richardson could have came out and looked like the guy last year at UF, and it could have been awful, and it could be like this thing could spiral out of control. Uh, but they competed. With that team, and they actually had the lead for a little bit. Uh, so good for the Colts. Anthony Richardson looks like uh, he's progressing, and he's going to have uh, 60 more games to show it. Uh, I think the surprise of the day uh, will go to the Vikings Bucks up in Minneapolis. Kirk Cousins, 1 o'clock at home, normally a lock. Um, I don't know exactly what happened in this game, if the Bucks defense uh, was good, but looks like Justin Jefferson had a good game. Uh, I thought that the Vikings had this game locked in. It actually killed my 1 p.m. parlay. Shout out FanDuel. Um, but yeah, I had the Vikings in this game, and I picked every other 1 o'clock game right. Um, but I, I bet against my guy, Baker. I'm a huge Baker guy. Um, happy for him. Uh, he looked like he was having a good time out there. So good for Baker. Uh, tough for the Vikings because, uh, you know, Lions got 1-0. I think when you're looking at the schedule, you open up. Against the Bucks team with the new quarterback, no Tom Brady. I think you kind of chalk that one up as a win. So, uh, tough one for the Vikings there to swallow, but they gotta they gotta figure it out next week. Uh, one of the uglier games of the day: Titans fifteen, Saints sixteen. Uh, Derek Carr, three hundred and five yards. Uh, it might not have been pretty, but hey, it's one and zero in the win column, uh, especially with the Panthers going down. Uh, Falcons and Saints probably compete for this division. But it seems like it's the the Saints the division to lose. Um, I really I really like the Saints this year. I like their defense. I like their schedule. Uh, what they have to play up against. Uh, time might be ticking for Ryan Tannehill. Uh, we'll get into that in a little bit. I think Ryan Tannehill is an option for uh, a trade if things start spiraling a little bit for the Titans. But we'll, we'll get into that a little bit later when we go uh, preview side of of this. Uh, my favorite uh, game of the 1 o'clock slate, uh, besides the one that I was in attendance, 49ers 30, Steelers 7. For all that talk about Kenny Pickett looking like an MVP candidate, looking like he can lead the team to the playoffs, man, that 49ers defense made life hell for Kenny Pickett. And Brock Purdy just picked up where he left off. Uh, Brandon Ayuk, 8-129, two touchdowns. Uh, really incredible. They had Nick Bosa back, and it's crazy that he wasn't even at full strength, I feel like, with a little bit of a, the contract negotiations and practicing and stuff. But 
49ers. I love, love them uh, and what what they did against the Steelers that uh like that game. So uh, moving on to the Cardinals Commanders. Um, I did have the Commanders in this game. Sam Howell. Uh, hey, he did enough. I think he's got enough uh, weapons there on offense. Uh, Riverboat, but Ron really needed to get that one at home under new ownership. I know that the leash might not be that long for him, but you got to beat the Cardinals like this year if you want to have your job. So good for the commanders. Want to know? That's all that matters. I know they got a tough division, so they'll take the easy ones when you can get them. And I think everyone's got to see that way uh, in the NFL. Same thing with the Ravens. You got you to gotta see it through. It might have been ugly. Seven to six at halftime. I think it went that way a little bit in the third quarter, too. But uh, 1-0, 25-9. I don't really think that you can judge the Ravens by that game. Uh, there was just a lot of sloppy football overall here. Um, you know, it sucks for them. J.K. Dobbins goes down. Uh, their running back situation is is a problem. It's going to be weird. Um, Justice Hill, eight carries, two touchdowns, eight carries for nine yards. But you you can't tell me that you're excited about the situation there in Baltimore. Zay Flowers looked good, nine for seventy eight. Odell two catches, thirty seven yards. So um, I think it's a positive that Odell didn't get hurt. Uh, I know that he was on the injury report with an ankle injury to begin the week. So good for the Ravens. One and zero. You got to beat those. You got to beat the bad teams when you when you play them. So good for the Ravens. Uh, still don't like them. Still don't care. One of the bigger surprises of of the day, and I think it's kind of been brushed underneath the rug, was how good Jordan Love looked. Um, the Bears. You, you feel bad for them. You you think that they've kind of figured it out all together, and they were going to finally beat Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers is gone, and Jordan Love just comes in and just fires off exactly what where uh, Rodgers left off at and just tormenting the city of Chicago. Uh, I think the most deflated fan base and team out of Sunday is Chicago because Chicago had such high hopes for their offense and they could, they could figure it out. And Justin Fields was ready to take the next step and they schemed horribly for that game. Uh, he was not throwing the ball downfield. Uh, DJ Moore, where where was DJ Moore? He was not incorporated into the game plan. Uh, Bears got some problems to work with, but let's not let's not take away anything away from the Packers. Twenty eight points in the second half. Uh, they figured it out. Jordan Love looked comfortable. He was throwing sidearm stuff. Uh, it was crazy. So good for uh, good for Jordan Love and the Packers. Really sad for. My Bears friends out there, my Bears fans, my Bears friends, uh, shout out to you guys. Like maybe you'll you'll get there, but it's week one. Remember, let's not overreact to everything. I know that's what we're gonna do, but let's try to like tone it down just a little bit. Uh, moving on to the Raiders versus the Broncos game. Um, Sean Payton, what a what a start opening up the the season with an onside kick. Uh, still didn't win the game. Not not good. Jimmy G. Jacoby Myers, nice connection there. Two touchdowns for Jacoby. Uh, the Broncos are going to need some time to figure it out with Sean Payton. Uh, it, they took a big step back with Hackett last year. And you, you're going to start to wonder, like, when when is this going to happen for Russ to, like, become the guy that he was? And I, I just don't know if I see it. 
Uh, Russ had a top five scoring defense for years in Seattle. He had weapons. He had a top running game. He had a great offensive line. Um, and now he's older and he's not as mobile. And he, uh, I don't know if, if Russ is, if it's going to work out, but if it doesn't, my God, one of the worst contracts that we've seen in a while, like we're talking Albert Hainsworth territory with how bad that contract is. Um, so Broncos, especially in that division, like you got to win. They, they could have got up a game with Kansas city faltering on Thursday night. That's a real gut punch, but Hey, good for the Raiders. Good for Las Vegas. But the patience in Denver has got to be getting thin. Uh, if, if it were up to me, um, one of the weirder games in the afternoon, uh, Eagles Patriots, um, the Eagles were up 16 to nothing on new England. And then something happened and they just couldn't figure out how to score. Uh, Mac Jones looked pretty bad early and then he figured something out. So uh, if you're a Patriots fan, I feel like you're a little encouraged by that. I think you're encouraged at the way the defense responded in the second half. Um, had a chance to win the game, really. So um, the Eagles are adjusting to some coaching changes. Sirianni addressed that he was not um, happy with the way that uh, he handled the preseason with the guys um, and their playing time. So that's kind of kind of strange. Uh, I, I get it, but you should have known that that was the way that it was going to go. Uh, everyone's going to be rusty if you don't play football since February. So like live game action, at least I don't care about joint practices. I don't, I really don't care about that. Like week one is different than even the preseason. It's a different speed. It's a different tempo. Uh, it's a different, if it's, it's a different game that they're playing. Uh, so Eagles want to know Patriots gut wrenching loss, but Hey, um, you had a chance. You got to be a little bit encouraged. Uh, if you are a Patriots fan, like for Mac, for Mac Jones's purpose, because this is a huge season for Mac Jones. Uh, the best game of the day, I would say, um, the Dolphins Chargers. Um, I think everyone came into this game thinking that this game would be great, and it lived up to the hype and exceeded the hype. Uh, Tua was awesome. Uh, Tyreek Hill is literally unguardable, and Justin Herbert is still a loser. Um, I saw a mind-boggling stat uh, yesterday about the Chargers. It was uh, teams that have thrown for 300 yards, rushed for 100 yards, gave up less than a, a 100 uh, rushing yards, won the turnover margin by two, and didn't turn the ball over, were 110 and 0 in those types of games, and the Chargers found a way to lose it. Brandon Staley is a loser. Justin Herbert's a loser. This is going to spiral out of control for them. Like, cool, yeah, Justin Herbert can put up video game numbers, but you know what? They were up 28 to nothing against the Jaguars uh, on the road in the playoffs, and they lost that game. Uh, they were up in this game, uh, and they're just a bunch of losers. That's what it is. That's what it comes down to. Justin Herbert's a loser. Brandon Staley's a loser, and nothing's going to change. Uh, Kellen Moore, you might be a head coach here very soon, maybe by week six or seven, depending on how much they let this uh, rattle. Uh, so over to the other side of L.A., where the Rams were in Seattle, uh, this was a big, big surprise of the day, probably second to the Jordan Love story. Um, Geno Smith got his contract. Everyone was, like, real happy about it. 
Um, uh, no one was really high on Matt Stafford coming into the season, and they just mollywopped him. Um, Rams defense shut out the Seahawks in the second half. Geno Smith was afraid of Aaron Donald. I mean, he's I would be afraid of Aaron Donald too, but like Geno Smith, come on, you can't be screaming on microphone about uh, about him like coming at you like that's his job. His job is to sack the quarterback. You are the quarterback. You should have expected that. Uh, Thirty to thirteen final uh, Seahawks. Um, I wouldn't panic just yet. Week one, but uh, you got to be a little bit concerned getting getting whopped by a divisional team like the Rams when there's not a lot of expectations with them this year. There's rumors that they might be even selling off more pieces, but I mean, hey, only only can go up from here. And then the disappointing Sunday night game for Giants fans, and it's it's probably going to go this way for the Giants. They had a very very good. Uh, rookie year under uh, Brian Dayball, but everyone that has a second-year head coach always takes a step back, and I don't believe in Daniel Jones. There's a lot of people that do. I am not one of those people. Um, I would, I, I really like the Cowboys' defense. They, they went, they, they won this game forty to nothing, and Dak didn't even throw a touchdown pass. Like that's how good this defense, and obviously they had the special teams. Um, step up huge for them early in the game, kind of really set the tone of the game. Um, so good for the Cowboys, the Giants, uh, yikes. Uh, if Daniel Jones can't figure it out, uh, there are going to be some pretty unhappy people in, uh, in Giants Nation. Um, not as unhappy and sad as the other part of New York is in the Jets. Um, you never like to see a quarterback go down, no matter who it is. I cannot stand Aaron Rodgers. I think he's so cringe. Uh, I, I can't stand the hype around the Jets. I thought they were going to be a dumpster fire. Like I know their defense is good, but I just thought that everything with Hackett and, and Rodgers and the way that their receivers are, I just, I just don't have a huge love fest for them like the national media does. But I will tell you what, the Jets' defense is for real. We knew that. Um, but the the bigger story here, um, I'm not trying to take credit away from the what what the Jets did, um, but that was an inexcusable loss for the Bills uh, last night. Uh, Josh Allen, or should we start calling him Mister Turnover? Uh, since the start of Week One last year, he's had 39 turnovers in the 18 games that he's played. Um, kind of uh, absolutely embarrassing. They're they're coaching. Uh, they had this game locked up in the bag. It was 13-3 at half. Um, they they just didn't find a rhythm on offense. But my biggest gripe with the Bills is the fact that their coaching staff has done the same thing for three years, and they and they can't figure it out. Their offensive line can can pass block, but you got to get these guys to establish the run and get a rhythm. There's a reason why your running backs are terrible. James Cook is very, very talented. I'm not trying to say that he's not a talented back, but you cannot expect him to get one carry per drive and end up like getting into a groove. Like there's a reason he's going to have eight carries for 30 yards every single game. Like you have to realize that you can't just go shotgun and let Josh Allen go Madden mode and just like, pardon my taste, like mash all the buttons. Like you have to establish the run. 
And you saw it in Cincinnati last year, or against Cincinnati. I think it was at home. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure the game was at home. They got dogged by Cincinnati because they just dropped back into coverage and they didn't worry about the run game because they knew it wasn't going to happen. Um, so you have to realize that your offensive line, you need to reward them. Like these are run blockers. The guards want to pull. They want to they light up a linebacker. You have to reward them and let them go after these guys. And you got to let them get into a rhythm. And that has not happened for years in Buffalo. And it's got to be the most frustrating thing ever. Um, I can only imagine how Stefan Diggs feels today. Um, the stuff is getting, getting weird uh, for them. So it could get ugly, but I would have to say the, the coaching staff needs a long look in the mirror uh, for the... Buffalo Bills, because that was inexcusable. It was ugly and pathetic. If I'm a Bills fan, I would be embarrassed, and they are. They thought that they should have had that game in the bag. But good for Jets fans. Suck that Aaron Rodgers went down. You'll never root for that. Um, I think getting into it before the preview of uh, week two, I'm going to go real quick here. Uh, there's some options that are going to be looked at. It looked like Diana Rossini did say that uh, the Jets were looking at veteran free agent quarterbacks. Uh, the ones that popped off the mind when I looked at it, um, the Jets need someone who isn't going to turn the ball over. Uh, he's going to manage the game, make smart decisions, and not lose you a game. So if you're talking about trade candidates, you're looking at Jacoby Brissett in Washington. Andy Dalton's backing up Bryce Young, so I don't think that that's a huge, um, huge, huge play. Um, and then Case Keenum is in Houston backing up C.J. Stroud. So both those guys are there to mentor the younger guys. Uh, so Jacoby Brissett is on the board. Uh, if the Rams didn't win, I heard my, Matt Stafford might have been on on dangling, dangling the block a little bit. Um, I know his wife doesn't like L.A., so... Maybe she likes New York, and that, that would be a thing. But, I mean, they just whopped the, the Seahawks, so I don't think that Stafford is a viable trade option. But if you look at the free agents, names that have been brought up is uh, Carson Wentz. I do not like that fit at all. Um, Colt McCoy, he's, he's Colt McCoy. He's a backup quarterback. Do I think that he could do it? Yeah, but uh, I don't know if they go to Colt McCoy. Uh, Joe Flacco was with New York last year, so he's familiar with Salah. Um, he's done it like he's he's been a pro before. Uh, the one that I think is the leader of the clubhouse is Nick Foles. Nick Foles is not crazy old. I think he's 33. He's won a Super Bowl. Um, he's done it with a great defense. That Philly defense was awesome when they won the Super Bowl. Um, so I think Nick Foles is there. And then um, I know that he allegedly retired, but Blake Bortles did have his best season as a quarterback under Nathaniel Hackett in Jacksonville um, when they went to that AFC title game and lost to the Patriots. Um, so I think he's an option, but for me, I think it's Nick Foles. I think Nick Foles is the veteran that they go after because uh, Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson is going to get time, but give it a couple weeks, like, Two or three weeks. I know they're not going to go crazy. They got to go to Dallas this week. Um, so we'll, we'll see what happens there. Uh, but moving on, let's go quickly on the preview. I want to keep this under 40 uh, for the listeners' sake. 
and for the sake of myself being alone here. Uh, Minnesota at Philly on Thursday night. Primetime Kirk Cousins is just not a good bet. Uh, it's in Philly, hostile environment. The beers will be flowing. The cheesesteaks will be going down quick and fast there. Um, I like Philly in this game to, uh, Thursday night, so um, I don't know when I'm releasing this, but let's let's call it uh let's call it Thursday night. Um, Thursday night Philly over Minnesota, probably big to be honest. With you. It might be might give them ten points on that. Uh, Sunday slate starting at one o'clock, Green Bay at Atlanta. Man, the way that Jordan Love looked, um, you gotta you gotta pick Green Bay here, but don't be surprised. Uh, Bijan Robinson, Desmond Ritter. Uh, Desmond Ritter is not going to throw the ball a lot, but as long as they don't turn the ball over, uh, I, I do like it, what Atlanta's trying to do this year. I don't know if it'll work, but you got to get, you got to get Kyle Pitts involved. Um, it's inexcusable that you're not throwing him the ball. Like you, you got to scheme him to get open because he's going to make plays with the ball in his hands. Um, little, little comeback game, Buffalo at home versus Vegas. Uh, man, the bills cannot, cannot go to Owen two. Uh, I expect them to rebound. I expect them to try to run the ball. Um, I, I, I hope at least because if if they don't, they are legit insane. Uh, you got to get some confidence back for Josh Allen. He looked a little bit concussed. I'm not going to lie. Um, but this was the this is one of the games that I alluded to earlier in the in the recap of Week One. Uh, Baltimore at Cincinnati. Uh, Baltimore one and zero. Cincinnati zero and one. Division game going to be tough. Uh, it's in Cincinnati. Joe Burrow's still nursing the knee a little bit, or the calf uh, was rubbing it all game on the sidelines every chance that he could get. Um, Baltimore has a chance to sneakily go 2-0. and That would be great for them. Um, realistically, I think I do want Baltimore to win this game. Hard to pick against Cincinnati at home, but I am going to take Baltimore in this game because... Um, I think Lamar and that offense is healthier. Um, I think they'll figure out the running game. And until I see Joe Burrow healthy this year, I don't know if I can pick Cincinnati. So maybe it'll be this week. Maybe it'll take them a month like it did last year. Don't forget, they did start 0-2 last year. So it's not crazy that Cincinnati drops to 0-2 and Baltimore goes 2-0. That might come down to the end. That I, I still feel like our division will come down to those last couple weeks. Cleveland does play Cincy to end the season as well. Uh, moving on to Detroit. Uh, Seattle coming to Detroit. Detroit looking to go 2-0. Jeez, the last time the Browns went 2-0, it was 1992. I wasn't even born yet. So uh, I don't know when the last time the Lions had a chance to go 2-0, but I feel like they might have had some, some times in the those Stafford years, but it also could be a long time as well because I know their franchise is very similar to us in Cleveland. Uh, I will be taking the Lions at home. I don't like Seattle coming from the West Coast to the East Coast. I don't like the way that they looked last week. Uh, next game on the 1 o'clock slate looks like it's the Chargers at the Titans. Um, I know I just said I don't like the West Coast to East Coast, but Ryan Tannehill um, versus Justin Herbert. Um this is this is a coin flip. I might I might have to flip it. I think Ryan Tannehill is also a candidate to get traded to the Jets. Uh, I don't know what Tennessee's read on Will Levis is, but he did not like Tannehill did not look good last week. So if they want to give him like two more weeks to figure it out, and they want to give Zach Wilson a couple weeks to figure it out too, and 
with the Jets as the starter. Um, I could see Tannehill being an option as a veteran to be traded if they are all in on Will Levis. So um, with that being said, if I think Tannehill will be traded, I will have to take the Chargers there. Uh, sneaky good game here in Tampa. Um, Chicago versus the Bucks. I'm a Baker guy. I'm also a Justin Fields guy. I like Chicago here. Um, Baker always has this tendency after getting a big win to like fall flat on his face. And I think he might be a little bit too amped up for his first home start. So I am going to take Chicago on this game. This is crazy, but I think Chicago figures out, hey, we got to get the ball to DJ more. Uh, let's make that happen. Uh, my favorite game of the week uh, is a one o'clock game, and it's uh, Trevor Lawrence versus Patrick Mahomes. Uh, I said this before Thursday night to some people because I have, uh, I'm a big Trevor Lawrence guy in fantasy. Um, I have him dynasty. I got him in a couple redraft leagues. I just, I just really like Trevor Lawrence this year. Um, I actually have a future on him to win the MVP as well. So that might be a little bit biased towards the Trevor Lawrence love, but I think that they could give Kansas City a run for their money. Like we saw it last year in the divisional round. Jacksonville gave Kansas City everything that they could get. The good thing for Kansas City is they do get Kelsey back more than likely. It's looking like 90% right now as of this recording that Kelsey is back. But they also get Chris Jones back. I don't know how much football shape he is in, but I think Chris Jones being back will help them a lot. But I do like Jacksonville at home. I'm taking Jacksonville. Like, give me, give me the Jags. We're jagging off over here. Um, the snoozer of the week in the one o'clock window to wrap us up is uh, Indianapolis at Houston. Uh, rookie quarterback matchup going to happen for a long time. This is fun. Three rookie quarterbacks in that division. Um, so I, well, Blevis isn't starting, but you, you get what I mean. Um, I like Houston at home here. Uh, I like D'Amico Ryan's defense. I think that they got a little little rust off Stroud. I think Richardson played a little bit too good for a rookie. And you know the rookie roller coaster goes up and down and up and down. Uh, I love, love Houston in this game. You could go to it if you're a Houston fan for $24. So that's, that's great. Um, going out west for the 4 o'clock game, San Francisco 49ers versus the Rams. Guys, I don't think I'll pick against San Francisco all year, uh, except for week five when they play the Browns. But even that's a little bit of a stretch. I love their defense. I love their offense. I love Brock Purdy. I love Kyle Shanahan. They're, they're, my, they're my Super Bowl favorites um, this year. I just love everything that, that they do in San Francisco. And I'm going to stop slurping them right now and just pick them and move on to the next game because that's what we need to do. Um, Giants versus Cardinals. Going out west, the Giants, after a disappointing loss, reset, get back to it. Dayball is a great coach. I think he'll rally the troops. This is a layup for them. Like I said earlier, you have to win the easy ones when you get them. They don't happen often in the NFL, but Arizona is not trying to win games. So Giants, go to Arizona, win the game this weekend. Go be one and one, and everyone will be fine. The Jets, man, if they lost that game last night and they, if they lost Aaron Rodgers, this could have gotten ugly and to be 0-2. But luckily, they're 1-0. They're playing with house money. Going to Dallas in September is like one of the hardest things that you can do in sports. 
Uh, that defense is legit. The Jets' offensive line is horrible. Um, I might take Dallas' defense anytime touchdown again because I feel like Parsons going to get in there, strip sack, take it back. Um, so I'm taking Dallas in that game. I actually don't think it's going to be close. Uh, Zach Wilson might uh, might be calling for his mom after this game. Uh, going to Washington at Denver. There's no way that Denver can lose this game. Like there is absolutely no way that he that Russell Wilson and Sean Payton should lose this game at home. Two weeks in a row at home losing disaster, and they were a disaster last year. So Denver's going to end up being one and one, or at least I think I think so. Um, I am taking Denver. Uh, that's the end of the four o'clock slate. So let's go to Sunday night football. Miami going to New England. If you recall, I think this was a Sunday night game last year as well. Um, I, I want to say it was a snow game. Uh, the I think they were wearing the teal jerseys, if I remember properly. But it was it was an awesome game. Uh, these two divisional opponents, they go at it. Uh, defense looked good for for Bill Belichick in the second half. Um, however, that uh, I don't think that they have anyone that can stop Tyreek Hill. Um, and until someone proves that they can do it or Tua is not healthy, um, I, I do love Miami this year. I think that they have a chance to win that division, um, but it all depends on, on uh, Tua's health. So uh, right now, Tua is healthy, so pencil me in uh, as a Dolphins fan for this one. Uh, weird week two Monday night games here. Um, doubleheader on Monday night. This is so strange. Um, I think you have two different ends of the spectrum as well uh, with New Orleans playing Carolina. I get it. It's a divisional NFC South matchup. Um, did you, did they want Bryce Young on national television week two? Like, did they, did they think this through Derek Carr versus Bryce Young? Um, I think it also could be the fact that they didn't want Deshaun Watson being a standalone game on Monday night. So when they were doing the Monday night schedule, they said, you know, for the purpose of eyes being split, potentially, we'll put New Orleans and Carolina on when Cleveland and Pittsburgh's playing. But I don't think that that moves the needle. Um, I think that both the games should be very good games, but... I don't know how many people are going to be watching New Orleans, Carolina, when you can watch a Cleveland versus Pittsburgh matchup, which is one of the best rivalries in the NFL, um, in NFL history. Um, I'm taking New Orleans. Uh, I have stock in the Saints winning that division this year. And uh, I, I, like I said, I think it's going to be a long year for the Panthers and, and Bryce Young. Um, Come into my game, Cleveland at Pittsburgh. Cleveland can go to Pittsburgh and win for the first time since um, 2004. I think was the last time that Cleveland beat Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh. Um, besides, uh, I don't count the 2020 uh, wild card game. There was no fans there. It was not crazy. Uh, like, yeah, we beat them there, but cool. When we went to Pittsburgh last year, we got shelled 28 to 14 and it wasn't even close. Um, the Browns need to exercise some demons. Uh, if this is the year that they want to make a run at it and they are all in their defense looked crazy last week against 
Joe Burrow and the Bengals. So uh, they can come out and make a statement here because if Cleveland can go 2-0, and they come back home to play Tennessee, which everyone knows my feelings on Tennessee. I don't think that Tennessee is good. Um, but you can be, you can not get ahead, but if Cleveland wins this game and then goes home to play Tennessee, you're going to tell me that they're not three and O when they just beat the Bengals and the Steelers, two great franchises that have arguably the best quarterback in the league in Joe Burrow. And then the best coach in the NFL in Mike Tomlin, you're going to tell me that they're going to lose at home to Tennessee and Mike Brabel and Mike and Ryan Tannehill. No way that cannot happen. So. I love, well, I, I love the Browns, but I love Cleveland in this game. Kenny Pickett was in shambles last week against Nick Bosa and that and that defense. Uh, our corners like made life hell for the receivers in Cincinnati. They will do the same thing. I would do the same game plan this week. Don't let anyone get any room. Stop the run. Pittsburgh couldn't run anything last week. I think Najee Harris had like eight carries total. Um. Kenny Pickett looked scared in the pocket. Um, hopefully there is better weather for the purpose of the, of the passing games. But um, so we can actually judge like if Deshaun Watson is back or not, uh, because it just could not be judged last week. But I'm obviously taking Cleveland here. I would, I, I love, I love the Browns this year like this. This would be insane. First time two and Oh, the first time winning in Pittsburgh. Uh, exercise the demons early and make that run. Make it e win early to make it easier to coast to the finish line uh, for for the rest of the season because you can get fat in the middle of the schedule for Cleveland. Um, so hopefully uh, I'll have all my picks up. I'm going to do my picks now on the pick and pool. Run your pool. Uh, if you want the link, uh, let us know in the comments. We will get it to you. Uh, still plenty of time to get in. You can have a good week. People can have bad weeks. Get them on the pick and pool for college football. Get them on the pick and pool for NFL. Uh, I know we got some in the Survivor as well. Everyone is still in Survivor, so that's awesome. Uh, make sure you are following us on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, subscribes. I think we're getting close to over 100 subs on YouTube. So appreciate you listening uh, on wherever you find your podcast, whether you're listening on YouTube. Apple, Spotify, wherever you can get them. Uh, link in our Instagram by our Instagrams pop in over 400 followers already. Shout out to Nate. You're freaking incredible with all the graphics and stuff. Uh, our college football show dropping later this week. I know the guys were doing some work on it yesterday. So uh, we'll have those picks up. Um, appreciate you guys listening. I tried to keep 20 minutes a piece. So we're right here at the 40 minute mark for week one NFL recap and week two preview. Appreciate you listening. Take care. See you next week. Go Browns.